0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast episode. I haven't done this bit in a while, so I don't know what episode we're actually on. But thank you guys for being here. We've got some stuff to talk about. I believe, I am pretty sure that SDS has begun to listen to us. Can you can you believe it? Listen, it's not great. The situation is still not perfect. But it looks like in the next two weeks, SDS will be releasing content that might not suck. I know. I know. I can't believe it either. Let's, let's talk about it right now. Look at the calendar. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to stare at this calendar. No, we're going we're to move around a little bit. I first just want to quickly talk about the content that came out on Friday. Firstly, we had the Roberto Clemente Day program. And I'm going to, of course, as I always do, drop this audio volume down so you do not hear the static shock. So, This program was pretty (laughs) shitty, shockingly. I'm just talking about them listening, but of course they dropped a shitty program. Uh, Two captains that are irrelevant, apparently the Charisma Series is back, Vasquez sucks, Miranda sucks, also they spelled Vasquez with an S at one point, V-A-S-Q-U-E-Z, glad to see they fixed that. Jose Miranda, Enrique Hernandez, who's good in the field and that's about it. Then we have 97 overall Roberto Clemente award series, which is cool. I don't think they've ever done that before. But this al line is a travesty. This Carlos Carrasco is unusable. This Gary Carter is laughably bad. And this David Ortiz is just absolute fiery horseshit. But it ended with a very good card. This Roberto Clemente is the best one we've ever had. He's incredible in the field. At P4, he will be perfect. Um, with everything but reaction, reaction, he actually cannot get to perfect till max at 98. oh no. 70 speeds a little on the low side. um I would have liked it just a, a tick higher, but really that's just nitpicking. Max contact max clutch, vision is pretty good. would have liked it higher as well, but that's fine. The powers here are better than they've ever been. 93 versus right, 106 versus left. But the interesting thing about Roberto Clemente is that he could play second base and third base. And so what I want to do all with you right now, this is a live reaction. We're going to go to baseball reference, Roberto Clemente. And I'm going to see when on God's green earth he ever played second or third base. Because Lordy, I cannot recall if he ever did. Oh, well, in uh, in 1956, it seems as if he spent a little bit of time at second and third. I want to go to his fielding. 1956, he played second base for four innings, and he played third base for two innings. Nice. He made an error at each position. So, in four innings at second base, he made an error, and in, what did I say, two innings at third base, he made an error. Did he ever step foot at either of those positions again? No. Very smart of the Pirates to not ever do that again. He only ever played right, center, or left from there. So, SDS has proven that they do not care about reality when constructing some of these cards, but I'm here for it. Roberto Clemente is excellent. He's got a very nice swing. I think, unfortunately, he is phased out by a lot of the outfielders in the game right now, but this is the type of card that I would not be stunned if I saw on a, on a ranked team, especially because it is quite a grind to get him. It's not like a, a kick in the ass type of grind, but it, it's enough of one. So I think Clemente is is good. Overall, good card. Program, bad card, good. The end result was worth our time. They also dropped a couple of Diamond duos which of course are the best cards in the drop. Ah, I'd argue Clemente is better than Dante Bichette, but Dante Bichette, max contact, uh, like 109 verse right, 102 verse left. The, the cards I've liked most this year, Acuna... Bellinger are built this way. Max contact around 100 to 110 power. Those are the cards i have like best this year. 125 vision for Dante Bichette. 125 clutch. A killer. Horse shit in the field. Arm strength helps, but 74 fielding, 69 reaction. Very bad. 67 speed. Not good. Uh, he also fits the durability team. If you want to make him better there. So Dante Bichette, of course, is not expensive, but he is behind a pack right now. He's 34k when I'm recording this. And the other card who I cannot wait to use, I will be doing a how-to-pitch-with-video with with him. This week's how-to-pitch-with-video is Corey Kluber. Maybe next week will be Messina, but I will be doing one. It is an incredible, great race of 98, Mike Messina. I love this card art. It's incredible. 94 in the field is always fun to point out for a pitcher. Mike Messina was a very good fielding pitcher. He always got into that fielding stance after delivering the ball. 99 break, 90 velo. That's whatever. But you're not using this man for velo. You're using him for his pinpoint control. 96 control, 120 BB per nine. I love Mike Messina cards. The K per nine and the hit per nine are yes, a little concerning. 101 hit per nine, 103 K per nine. They are they are not horrible. They are about a B minus ish. The the hit per nine might even be a C plus. I like using Mike Messina because I can get a lot of soft contact with Mike Messina. Mike Messina cards, very similar to Al Leiter cards. You could say Mike Messina is the right handed Al Leiter. Both of those pitchers would be better with a changeup. Instead, they have really loopy knuckle curve. Well, Mike Messina is a knuckle curve. Al Leiter a regular curve. Overall, though, I always have success with Mike Messina cards. He was one of my favorite pitchers last year. I don't know if he'll be a lock in my rotation per se. I guess we'll have to use him a little bit to find out. But he's going to get a debut video. His quirks are also pretty good. Uh, If you play at home during the day, he's going to get a little boost, and he has breakout liar, which is good for a pitcher like him because he's going to rely on break to get soft contact. Now, ultimately the point of this video is to talk about the calendar. So there are a few things coming up that I'm very interested in. On September 22nd, there will be a new program. The pennant chase is on. You could argue the pennant chase has been on Since September 1st, but on September 22nd, we're getting a new program with postseason heroes. Now, to me, that's a little odd. I think it's strange to get postseason heroes in a program prior to the postseason beginning. But thematically, I, 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 I mostly understand. It's a little odd, but I get it. It says earn 99 overall legends, plural, and flashbacks, plural. So, I am hoping this is a program just stocked with 99s. That would mean SDS has been listening. Because we've been complaining for months and months that there are not enough cards in these programs to make them worth the grind. Ultimately, some of the programs have had a good end result. Clemente, Griffey, I guess on paper, attribute-wise, Maguire, but we all know Maguire sucks just because of his swing and his defense. But they built that card the right way. In there, That program, other than the SOSA debacle, served its purpose, right? I think we could fairly assess it that way. But they're saying plural here. 99 legends and flashbacks, which, if I'm taking it literally, I am a copy editor. I deal with editing people's words on a daily basis for work. So maybe this is a little bit of a, of a grammar police type of situation. But the way in which this is worded would imply there are at least two 99 overall legends and at least two 99 overall flashbacks with the way this is worded. So that is at least four 99s if this program is built the way the words are saying it's built. That's good. Postseason heroes, too, that opens up the door for some stuff. I know we haven't seen a Kirk Gibson card this year yet, but that's a postseason hero. If they still have his rights, that could be a fun card. Reggie Jackson. We still don't have a 99 of him. I would bet we get one on September 22nd. There are guys that we've been waiting for that I'm sure we'll get. Hopefully, this is a sign of things to come. And, to some degree, it looks like it might be. On September 29th, big content day on September 29th, we're getting a new ranked event and we're getting a career tribute program. Now, I don't know what the hell a career tribute program is. It's it's, a, it's exceptionally vague. I am going to take a stab at something here and say that this program is going to be centered on Miguel Cabrera. That is the biggest shot in the dark I've taken in a long time. But that's all I can think of. Miguel Cabrera is retiring. Miguel Cabrera is the type of player who would deserve a tribute at the end of a long career, and theoretically that week will be his final of his career. He will probably having his final at-bats in that time frame. We have not gotten a 99 Miggy since the World Baseball Classic program, so I do think we will get a prime or signature Miggy on the 29th. That is my guess. But it does say we'll earn two 99 overall signature series players. So, use your deductive reasoning. One of those SIGs is probably going to be Miguel Cabrera. Um, I'm excited for this program. I'm curious to see what they do with it. I don't think this will be a program filled with 99s. This one does not seem as juicy as the pennant chase one. But again, I'm here for a good Miguel Cabrera. The ranked and event is going to be a typical ranked, uh, uh, whatever ranked with three probably kaka rewards. But, guys, they did something good for the event. 97 overall at 5 wins, and then you can get a 99 overall in the event path at 20 wins. It's not going to be some shithead 98 or 97 or whatever. And then there's another 99 if you get 12 wins. An event built right. Like, a, a stunner. A stone-called stunner off the top rope. I don't even know if that's what the stone-called stunner is. But a very, very good event, potentially upcoming. I hope the, uh, the restrictions are not really stupid. I hope thematically it is not just use every card you want to use. <laughs> I hope it has something to do maybe with like teams in the playoff hunt or maybe teams that have already locked up postseason berths at that point. I think we're at the point in the year where we could get specific like that. So I- I'm here for that. I like that. Plus, we haven't even talked about it because it's not on the schedule. There will be probably two more Diamond Duo packs dropped in the next two weeks. So that's four more 99s we're going to get. So at this point in the year, I'm looking for variety and I'm looking for cards that actually make me make lineup decisions. Basically right now, every card that comes out is not making me make any decisions. Not a, not, not a nary decision is being made because the cards are just not pushing the envelope. Most of them. Starting pitcher-wise, that's a different conversation. It, it, it's, it's a lot more flexible when it comes to pitching. I'm talking core lineup. Core lineup right now, this is assuming or or playing the scenario in which people have stubs. I know not everybody does, but I'm just using this as an example. For people who have a nice stub bankroll, you have Trout, you have Mickey, you have Acuna. That's your outfield. Maybe you could argue Griffey instead of Mantle because you would have to wildcard him. You have the, Bellinger's free. Mookie's free. Ellie's pretty cheap now. J-Ram's free. Adley's free. Giancarlo Stanton, free. Or whatever DH you want to use. Soto, Griffey, Sano, J-Rod, free. Well... Soto's not free, Sino's not free, but affordable, relatively. What I'm getting at here is that every lineup is essentially the same because the new cards that come out are not doing anything for the common human being. They're not pushing the envelope. People who play casually still have enough time to unlock most of these free cards, and then from there, you can still construct a lineup. Like, if we wanted to make an entirely free lineup right now, let's do it. Let's make an entirely free lineup, okay? In left field... This is not going to be a perfect lineup, but let's just do it. We'll we'll put Ricky Henderson there. In center field, we'll put J-Rod. In right field, we'll leave Acuna out there. Third base, free third baseman. Machado's free. Shortstop, free shortstop. Brandon Crawford, free. Second base, we can leave Cattell there. Free first baseman is going to be... uh, I mean, there's plenty of options. Let's put... Where do you get Ryan Howard from? A collection. Let's put Ryan Howard in I mean, he kind of sucks, but we can put him there. This is just for, for an example. Uh, actually, we'll put Bellinger at first. We'll put Griffey. We'll put Mookie Betts at right. At, at DH, rather. And we'll put Adley Ketchick. This is a free lineup, everybody. I know I just did this off the top of my head. I probably made some silly choices. I could have made better ones. But for a free lineup, you have a Demon God Squad. You can make it even better by putting J-Rod in left, and if you're able to do the extreme program, you can put Griffey in center. It's free. This doesn't cost you a stub. You do not need Mike Trout. You do not need Ellie. You do not need Mantle to make a crazy good team. They help, but you don't need them. But what I'm getting at here, even the program cards that are coming out or that have come out barely push any of these players. They barely push the envelope. I'd rather use uh, I'd rather use Acuna than Clemente. I'd rather use... Uh, Griffey than Clemente. I'd rather use Julio than Clemente. I'd rather use Bellinger or or uh probably just Bellinger over Maguire. Uh, they don't make me make lineup decisions, right? The new programs, hopefully, with the way these look, will make us make lineup decisions. Ultimately, that's all we ask for. Because if you're going to make us do this grind, this unreasonable, stupid, poopy grind, I need to see a tangible result in my lineup. When we talk about the rotation, it's a very, very different conversation, right? Because uh, pitching is so, pitching is so, what's the word I'm looking for? Personalized. Everybody pitches in a kind of a different style. But if we're just talking free, Max Fried, free. Max Fried is free. Shohei is free. And I hate using Shohei, but Shohei is free. Kershaw is free. Kershaw is free. Um, Kluber is free. The hell's John Donaldson? The free is the free. John Donaldson. It's a free rotation. And it's crazy. This is a God Squad rotation. Max Fried might be the, the odd man out here. I presume we can make a change. I don't think Nolan Ryan's that good. Ah, fucking Valenzuela. A free as can be. Who just caught that touchdown? It was T. Higgins. Damn it. I needed Jamar Chase. Sorry. Uh, that's a free rotation. And it's very, very good. Bullpen doesn't matter. (laughs) A lot of these end program rewards, by the way, other than Valenzuela, are not pitchers. They're generally position players. But I think you guys know what I'm getting at, and I'm pretty sure you can all agree. If every card is not going to be a 99, if we're going to have programs littered with 97s, which has seemed to be the case at least up until these next couple weeks, that end card has to do something for us. It has to be... a a card that makes us think, that makes us make choices, right? Ultimately, most of them have not been. They're getting better. It's still not perfect. So that's all I ask from SDS. And guys, ultimately, that is really going to be all we're going to talk about today. I know this was a much shorter episode than usual, so I apologize for that. Things are a little hectic here on the home front. I'm also getting ready to be out of pocket for the next couple weekends, which means I'm trying to get some pre-recording done. So, over the next month, there will be two episodes with content creators that we post. Okay? They're going to be a lot of fun. One of them is a returning guest, Volume 2 of this person, and the other one is going to be brand new to the show, the podcast. And he and I are going to talk about something that I usually am not able to talk about much on this podcast because I don't have much experience with it, and that is offline play. So... Use your imagination if you want to guess in the comments who you think both of these people are coming back for second appearance and first appearance, please. Comments defeat the YouTube algorithm, so make sure you comment down below who you think. Uh, And let me know what you guys are hoping for from this calendar. Do you think that this career tribute program is going to yield us a Miguel Cabrera? I certainly do. That's just where my brain goes. So let me know what you guys think. Thank you guys for making it to the end. I love you all. Appreciate all the love you give the content. I'll see you guys next time.